わさびアニメすごいですね The views and opinions expressed during Convention Nerds are solely those of the personalities, hosts, and or guests appearing on the broadcast and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Green Mustard Entertainment Inc. or any other agency, organization, event, partnership, employer, or company. And ladies and gentlemen, we are live, allegedly coming to you via the tubes of the internet on Twitch. Welcome to Convention Nerds episode nine. Is this nine? I thought it was 10. Is this 10? Is this 10? I don't know. I need to know when I need to buy the green screen. So, okay. I got I my new, I, I got my new boom mic. So I, I might I, need, now I need green I, screen. I think, I think you're right. This might be 10. So the 10th episode, congratulations us, of Convention Nerds. Uh, you know, we didn't think we'd make it past five, but here we are. Uh, my name is Tom Kroom, and in 2001, I started an anime club called Wasabi Anime.、Uh, in order to impress a girl, it did work out. We're married now.、Uh, and over the past 20 years, Wasabi Anime has become a brand that's seen at pop culture events all across North America uh, for uh, providing Asian pop culture entertainment.、Uh, during the, the time of launch, we were、uh, working locally in Orlando, Florida with Orlando Bay shows. And one of the first conventions,、uh, anime conventions I went to was a show called JCON, the Japanese Animation Convention at the University of Central Florida in Orlando, Florida. While I was there, I crashed a Transformers panel where two people and one guy with half a brain were talking about giant robots that turned into cars. And I was the guy in the back row being the peanut gallery, correcting everything they were saying that was wrong, which was a lot. And that person was, of course, Ken, Joey Snackpants, Navi, my co host. There w a s four people on the panel, Tom. <laughs> Four. Oh, there w a s four?、Um, four of us, because we had come for the Robotech panel, and all four of us were in the Robotech panel, and then we had Transformers panel. So there you go. Okay. But yeah, Tom had to be that guy in the back correcting everything we were saying because, yeah, well, Tom owns one of the largest Optimus Prime collections I've ever seen in my entire life. That is true. That's some real crazy ones that I, into, I got one that turns into a Nike shoe. I've got one that.、Uh, Turns into Mickey Mouse. I've got a few. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the moose. Oh, no, the,、uh, the moose. We've been talking mooses prior, <laughs> prior to, to the, the show. Prior, prior、yeah. to the show. Moose is squirrel.、Yeah. But、uh, yeah, he's got one that's a mastodon.、Uh, yeah, big convoy. Yeah, so Tom's big. Tom knows more, mo- knows more about the Transformers than I could ever forget or even think about forgetting. But,、uh, you know, we,、uh, we did JCon for 10 years. Wow, 2000 to 2009. End up going and deciding to do real work because conventions isn't my job. And、uh, we did、uh, Florida Anime Experience. Now, Wasabi Anime is now a big production company where we tell people how they should do stuff. We're the Bobs of anime, is what we are. The Bobs of anime. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm going to remember that and, and copyright it at some point.、Um, so, <laughs> If you've been keeping up with the show each week in Convention Nerds,、uh, we bring on somebody,、uh, a host, a, a founder, CEO, con chair、uh, for a pop culture event、uh, in North America. And, and we've been expanding outside of there soon、uh, to talk about running their event. Because right now, especially during the, the age of COVID 19,、uh, it's very important not only to see the, the, the differences in the shows that we all have, but similarities in order to talk about directions that we go with this. Uh, last week,、uh, we talked to a show in Hawaii,、uh, probably going as far away as we've gone from the, the North American continent so far. And we figured if we went to the, the sunniest, brightest, warmest state that we could find outside of mine in Florida, let's go the opposite direction.、Uh, so we tracked down Braxton,、uh, who has a convention in Alaska. So go ahead and introduce yourself and、uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, sure thing. Thank you guys. You guys can definitely hear me. Yeah.、Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. My name is Braxton.、Uh, I am the,、uh, I guess, the convention head for CinchiCon here in Anchorage, Alaska, and also the、uh, president for Cinchi Corporation, which is a nonprofit that puts on the event itself.、Um, I have been part of the convention since 2006.、Um, I actually attended the first one in 2005.、Um, and then After that, I wanted to be a part of it. But since then,、um, I actually been the convention head since, gosh, 2011, stopped around, I think, 2013, and then came back, even though I was still helping out on the back end, and then been helping out since then, pretty much as the convention head itself.、Um, I mean, the convention itself has been 
whoo, it's gone through a lot of stuff, especially here in Anchorage, Alaska. So, I mean, yeah, definitely the coldest state, I think, but I, mean, well, I live let's, here. Let's start at the beginning then. You, you said yeah. it started in 2004, is that right? Uh, 2005. 2005. 2005. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, 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 how did it? And you came a year later, but how did, how did somebody start an anime con in Alaska? How did that happen? Yeah. So it actually started up with uh, in high school with two high school clubs. So, an anime club here in Anchorage, which was West High Anime, and then the Diamond High uh, Video Game Club came together to put on this anime convention in the high school. Okay. Uh, pretty much that's how it all started and it actually like with someone who actually is now in the industry within anime right now uh, Kira Buckland she was the one who actually started SenshiCon and she was actually the one who thought of this thing from the start I mean yeah it mostly was all word of mouth back then in 2005 and honestly the same for me it's like it was all by word of mouth from a friend and then also it was on a forum back then and for me i had no idea what senshicon was forums. And I'm like, yeah forums yeah. it's like what, what is that it's like the facebook that did, yeah the facebook <laughs> that didn't need to know everything um but <laughs> but uh yeah and honestly that's how that started up was from there but then 2006 everyone was in college and that's where we did the ua like anime club and we continued doing the SenshiCon there at the convention, um, excuse me, at the college itself. And okay. so uh, so from uh, high school on to college, and then from the college, it was there from like 2006 to, I want to say, yeah, 2013. Okay. Um, and then right at school. Yeah, yeah, so it's like a good eight-year portion. And then yeah. 2013 on to... I want to say uh, 2016. Yeah, it was actually in a convention center in the Egan Center. Um, and then from there, it went to another convention center, which is the uh, Denina Center, which is the biggest one actually in. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So you have two convention centers in Anchorage? Yes, we have two convention centers. It's a little bit weird um, when okay, I say that. In Ho yeah. we, the Hawaii guys, they didn't have nothing. Oh, really? they have no oh. convention space at all. So, so yeah, Anchorage has two. <laughs> yeah, there's two. There had to be two because the Egan Center can only hold up to maybe five thousand people comfortably ish. Okay, that's but a conference then, center. That's not yeah, convention center. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to us, it's what they consider yeah, it's all under one branch. <laughs> but, but then when they built the Denina Center, that can hold, I think, about. 15th i could be very wrong 15,000 oh, 15? yeah okay. maybe 15 i'm not exactly sure it's ne i've never seen it well actually i have seen it be used to its capacity i mean uh, granted SenshiCon and others but right okay. i'm just saying that um uh, i think that was pretty much about it because with both convention centers we have this other event here in alaska which is um the alaska native federation um event that happens where all the native tribes just come okay. on down okay. and they they use up all the stuff okay that makes sense yeah because i'm so, like you don't hear a lot of corporate events hey we've booked anchorage <laughs> well, <laughs> well like, yeah no do you and want that's, snow we've got snow <laughs> we got no. you want snow in july we got that here you yeah. go <laughs> yeah amazingly enough it does snow sometimes in may yeah, so, I, that doesn't randomly, but anywho. <laughs> oh no, you guys, you, you, the farthest north I've been, and I tell I've told the story before, but it's it, it never stops being funny to me. Is um, I do shows in Canada, up in Alberta, mm -hmm. and the first uh, first time I had to do a show in Edmonton, uh, I, I live in South Florida near the beach. Mm -hmm. I literally got up that day and went and walked along the beach that morning. Got home, got myself together, got in the car, got to the airport got on a plane, flew all the way across the continent and uh, got to uh, Edmonton in the evening, got picked up by a car, taken to my hotel. Now, um, went to bed exhausted at that point. So I wasn't paying attention to much around me. But as I was sleeping, I woke up the next morning. And as many of us do when we first wake up, uh, you know, you grab your cell phone, look, and on my calendar, it said that it was the last day of summer. And I'm like, oh, that's an interesting time to be here in Canada, I guess. And while I was sleeping on the last day of summer, I opened my window. It snowed four or five inches that night. So my mind is completely blown on the fact that, you know, we're used to a certain, certain uh, you know, challenges of, of where we live. Um, uh, but 
each state has its own difference. Now, before we go too deep into the, that rabbit hole, though, I want to point out that, you know, Ken and I have talked about, um, uh, talked to so many shows at this point, and how so many of them have started differently. And JCon itself actually started on a college campus. Right. But I want to say you're the first convention we talked to so far that started as a high school convention and made it this far. Did Anime um, Express start at Emory Riddle or did start the. No, I, yeah, I think that was first. always Emory Riddle. I think okay. that's, that was a college based one too. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's very unusual for, hey, here's my high school anime con yep. that's become something else. Um, so, and, and, and just a segue into what we were just kind of pseudo making fun about, <laughs> but talking about is. <laughs> In Florida, when we talk about running events and we look at uh, time of year and situations like that, uh, we have different challenges we have to look at. So, uh, for example, one of the shows I work with right now, MegaCon Orlando, Florida, uh, slowly started creeping its way back towards summer all the way to Memorial Day weekend. Prior to that, it was actually February, March. And part of the reason we're starting to, to see that show move further back earlier in the year again is uh, if you try to wear your nice heavy cosplay in the end of May, even though you're going into an air-conditioned building with 100,000 other people, you are sweating the entire time. Uh, and then there's the other end of the year for us, which is uh, there's a window of time, which is hurricane season. And right. if you are running an event during hurricane season, there are very real problems you have to plan for, especially at the coastal region. So those are Florida-based problems. Tell us about, you know, what are the challenges like that that you deal with in Alaska when you have to plan a pop culture event? So, yeah, at least when we were in college at the time, uh, from the 2006-2013 timeframe, we had pretty much did all of our conferences during like the spring break timeframe when we were like, okay, we're done with school. We get a week or two, whatever kind of thing. That was like the okay thing. But at the same mm -hmm. time, snow was still happening right so yeah. it didn't even matter so for us for us alaskans if there's an event we're gonna stand outside even with our cosplays to be there and people who live in alaska pretty much if they're in their full-blown costume whatever kind of thing of cosplay it that became the norm and then of course the parents and other people were just like why why are you doing this? But this is mm -hmm. when the lines started getting longer and longer. So when we actually went to the convention centers, mm -hmm. I started thinking like, okay, guys, we don't need people standing outside in the winter, even though we are Alaskans or we just, we like the cold. Actually, mostly everyone's just like, no, I don't like the cold. I'd rather be comfortable and all this mm -hmm. stuff. So we actually had to move our conventions towards more in the September timeframe, because first off, when it's summertime for here, for us, no one in Alaska stays in Alaska during summertime because we'd rather go to other places. We don't even want to be here, okay. even though we have the three months or so within that time frame of sunlight and all that stuff. No one here locally stays in Alaska. They all go out to other places because, unfortunately, there's not that much entertainment here, unfortunately, within the demographic for our stuff. So Interesting. Yeah, and yeah. that's kind of the thing. We have to, like, everyone that goes to our show, they all go to the summer cons no matter what. So then we're like, we don't want to compete with that. We don't want to compete with also the tourism. Okay. And yeah, so yeah, the thing yeah. is, our tourism is a huge thing. But the thing is, our tourism, likely, it's those who are 40 and up. So really, that's not too much our demographic. Oh, good point. So, well, you look at the modern, yeah. now, now, Braxton. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at who the audience is you're with. Well, I, like I know. <laughs> crowd. Well, I mean, I, yes. But with the population that we have here in Anchorage. Yeah. Yeah. It is not that like we're well, not even close to the millions, not even close. So, and it's it's like a tight niche gap to where you have to find that sweet spot, especially for us. I'll just move on to more of this. But September works for us because right. of the fact that it's the first month where everyone's back from vacation, back okay. from getting into school and work, figuring out their schedule. So they have that month to where it's like we have everyone in state our local people here to at least make the show happen and then after that that's great and unfortunately i'll just get into this portion but for those who actually come to our state from i will say this the lower 48 we call everyone yeah, those yeah. The, lower live 40, 48. We, the lower 48 yeah we <laughs> and florida um, is as low as it gets so <laughs> we um and most people that come from the other states in the lower 48 
generally don't until they see that price of the ticket, how much it costs just to come to Alaska. They're like, well, this better be the best dang show ever because <laughs> you're pumping out probably 800 actually more than $800 just to get up here for round trip ticket. Wow. It well, doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Yeah, well, so. Well, some numbers <laughs> you're flying into Anchorage. Talking. Oh, go ahead. Oh, what was that? You're flying into Anchorage. I mean, you guys, that's where the major airport. Yeah, yeah, flying into okay. Anchorage. Mm -hmm. And I, I was looking up when you are talking, uh, population of Anchorage is 300,000 people. So yeah. you're, you're trying to find <laughs> anime oh, fans in that oh. teen to 20 demographic and, and mm -hmm. that small of a population base has got to be something of a challenge. It yeah, is a um, huge challenge. <laughs> for actually, one now, of the things I talk about all the time is about conventions and attendance. And space. I, I used to always grill Tom about the bullet when we talk about different conventions. And the bullet, the bullet is, you know, how far, how many people can you get if you draw a 50-mile radius and you and you make that circle how many people you got because you know florida you start doing that a lot of that's in the water and we're talking to hawaii a lot of that's in the water um i mean yes it's over land but you know okay it's anchorage right i'm not thinking that there's really the burbs in anchorage <laughs> but i might yeah. you know i might have some stereotypes of what you know northern exposure is my theory of uh, of alaska so <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, for a lot of people, they rather just drive up to us because, I mean, all the different cities, you can just drive from wherever, like, honestly, um, like Fairbanks, we have a good portion of people who live up northern within Alaska okay. in the interior that come on down to us. And well, how far those, is that drive? Uh, I want to say... Off. It's like maybe eight, nine hour. Oh, oh man. my it's like God. Miami. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's just going to that next city. I mean, honestly, the closest city to us would be Eagle River. And that's like maybe less than 20 minutes, depending how fast you're going, if it's in the wintertime or not, because you got to gauge everything on the roads. And yeah. See, so, uh, yeah. we used to complain about people always thinking that everything was next to each other in, in Florida. Uh, you know, Miami's eight hours from Orlando yeah. and you know, Jacksonville's four hour, you know, it's like, man, eight hours to <laughs> Fairbanks. That's, a, that, that's, that's me to, to Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. 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 I will say, for when, yeah. When I hear about other, other people going to different conventions down there, I'm just like, Oh, that's nice. You can just drive there. That's really cool. Cool. Great. We can't, we could not drive to you guys. It'll take us a nice, <laughs> 72 plus hours or you know i mean gosh it'll take us i don't even want to look at the math on that one <laughs> oh, so let's, let's go back to the numbers here for a second so so we right, established yeah. that anchorage has about three hundred thousand. uh we call them warm bodies but i don't know what to say right. for alaska um yeah <laughs> in our region Vampires, Tom. <laughs> 2019 was your last physical show how many right. attendees did you and you guys are a three-day show right yeah, we're typically a three-day show. I mean, this year, we just did it for two days because it was all online because, you know, right, pandemic. Okay. <laughs> so we just said, you know what, do it two days, see what we can do with content-wise, and that was actually really good. Um, at least with looking at the numbers from last year, I mean, we're looking at, gosh, I, I, I should have known this off the top of my head, probably about thirty-five to 4,000, if anything. Um, that's actually kind of our low point because we had to move to a actual hotel and part of the convention but 2018 we were like at easily 8,000 plus at that time Interesting. Uh, unique uh, or turnstile oh sorry i didn't specify that um so that was one of our camp questions turnstile. braxton don't worry yes. about it. <laughs> <laughs> um that was more uh turnstile if anything okay okay yeah, that's still, probably about I mean, 4,000 unique, which right. is still a huge sampling. For, yeah, for that right. population, I mean, yeah, it's it's you know, you start talking like the LA basin's got close to close to 13 million people, mm -hmm. you know, and we're you're pulling that many people. If you if you can't get you know 20 grand, you're really asleep at the wheel to get right. that many people in an area of that sparse of a population, even as turnstile numbers, that that's actually really good. I'm impressed. Yeah, it took a lot of time because I will say this. I mean, it's like finding that niche of how to keep going each year, something new and different. And that's how I always thought about it. Like, okay, what new guests do we need? Well, heck, we need a dog. What? <laughs> you were like, what do you mean a dog? A dog cosplayer? Why not? And they're like, how do you do that? I'm like, 
everyone dresses up their pets. What do you mean? Oh, <laughs> so, ah, so, and so I saw, I think of certain things because there's, it just hasn't been done yet here. And it's like, okay, you can have someone who's been in this show, that show, but it's like, you have to, unfortunately for us, we, it's like, you can only get your B or A list. And it's really hard to get the A list, of course. But of course, when it comes to getting into guests, it's like talking to them saying, Hey, do you want to come to Alaska? And most of them are like, what? Alaska? I actually been to every state, but I forgot about yeah. that's a state. <laughs> or either we sometimes even get emails from people who are just like, I really want to go there because someone else said that they've been there from a past show. And it just kind of goes like wildfire sometimes. And it's really nice. And especially the fact of how we get the guests to look at some of the nature right. and other things that we have here. Well, and we've well, had Brent, conversations we, oh. in the past too, like Florida, for example, we can get people to come to do our shows in Orlando mm -hmm. because we can leverage it with, Hey, while you're here, do you want to go to a theme park uh, and see the attractions, you know? And uh, you know, we talked to another show in Texas and Texas, you know, right by NASA. So, uh, and Hawaii is Hawaii. So you guys right, kind of yeah. fall into that to a bit too of, you know, there are a number of, Hey, here's your standard cookie cutter city, your standard cookie cutter convention. And right. it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's population based, but to draw people to travel, you guys really are kind of a unique location, comparatively speaking. Yeah, I mean, we don't. We we. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, you know, well, it's one of the things you talk about. People wanting to go to Alaska. I mean, Tom Brett Weaver went to Alaska, one of the Alaska shows, just specifically because mm -hmm. he wanted to go to Alaska. And he yeah. was searching out an Alaska show to go to, right. which I thought was just okay. That's the kind of thing you want to do. Yeah, and unfortunately, I mean, this is how, at least as I've been growing up here, like for those just getting even the young folks to actually come to our convention, you know, our demographic, it's like, well, what is there to do in Alaska? Because honestly, like, like concerts, we barely have any because most of the concerts are already being booked in different states. The only well, time to do concerts is in the summertime. But did if Pitbull we even get a, do, uh, did Pitbull do Alaska? Um, yes, he did. <laughs> But he was in Kenai or somewhere else. It wasn't even in the, yeah, it's, and I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's just far in between of getting an actual person who's like, is on the hot list of the billboard charts or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because there's been a lot of shows. It's like, oh, this rapper, this country star, whatever, they're going to come. But then it's like, oh, they're not coming. And that's been oh. kind of the bad Thing really? that's been happening oh yeah, yeah they they don't come or something happened on the back end of that entertainment so people are just like well i'm never gonna go to these shows because we never get big a-list people and only like the state fair which is something that's in wasilla they usually bring up all these great i'm gonna bring up an atlas yeah. sorry me. yeah no i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm talking <laughs> all these different places <laughs> sorry i got no but, reference at all I, yeah, I, 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 i'm like he's in cities I mean, no wasilla is pretty much like an hour or less north from Anchorage. So, and I mean, they're a smaller population, but the thing is when they do their state fairs, they generate like tens, twenties, thousands of people because it's like everyone from Alaska goes there. And right. honestly, that was my goal from when I started SinchiCon or at least helping out was like, I want to be just like that. How do they do that? That I'm like, okay, well, it's an out, it's a out, you know outside uh, event so that's one thing they can do that in the summertime and people are always mm -hmm. going to go there and that's one thing we always had to think about when we moved our convention in september we're like we're never going to contend with that because there's no way no one would even want to miss that it's like everything from your market your vendors your celebrities all that it all goes and happens there um so i mean for us i don't know if i even was i asking was there an answer? I'm so sorry. I missed out. Oh, everything. don't worry. <laughs> I, I know Tom had a question and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> well, no, it was, it was, it was leading into um, one. We were overall talking about the uniqueness of the challenges of the show. Oh, right. And right. Let's, let's kind of just, just step back into that for a second. Mm -hmm. So we talked about the time of year that you deal with and it seems yep. the, the, the other biggest challenge. And, and again, I'm anybody else watching along. I think Ken's doing the same thing, which is I'm doing the, how far yeah how far people have to go just to i didn't realize exactly go. how out of the way kedai was i mean i was oh, those yeah. guys that voted on pitbull <laughs> to go to kenai yeah. but still yeah, exactly <laughs> kenai is an island so it's like what he comes to why <laughs> but then it's like well, it was the most it was the remote the most remote walmart they could find <laughs> right. i mean that was very much a that was such an internet prank it wasn't even funny 
Yeah, you know? no, exactly. And honestly, like, oh gosh, I mean, when it comes to us doing our shows, like I, we have to, we have to do the end of September. It usually works right. for us because we're not against any other big shows when it comes to the summertime. Plus our people locally are actually here in town. Cause honestly, most of the tourism season, and it's the end of t- tourism season too. So we can actually get our hotels and all this other stuff. So we don't right, have to right. fight yeah, against okay. that because once tourism season happens, everything's booked. There's nothing we can do. We're not even going to attempt to say, Oh yeah, Hilton Mara, can we use this? Or like, no. And so we have yeah, to fight tough. against that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, good luck. Um, but well, then, here's what i'm looking at that's blowing my mind so yeah. anchorage like we said has about three hundred thousand people that you're trying mm-hmm. to pull from right um as soon as you get to the second largest city in alaska is juno <laughs> right. and that's 30 something thousand like 10 percent right. yep, exactly so, it literally just yeah and that's the capital <laughs> right <laughs> and fairbanks bit... is the same and it just goes down so right. you it guys goes... are, are literally just like the only like massive mass population <laughs> right. in that state exactly to pull from and and drive oh my god so you yes. really are kind of kind of trying to build i mean for lack of a term you guys are attempting to build an anime con in a bubble right exactly and i mean the thing is well like from 2011 when i started this i'm like guys we're not even hitting the other places because it's like we can stay and try and get the people here in anchorage but i'm like why don't we go to you know the Fairbanks or Juno, and I looked at the population numbers, and we actually did like our own road trips, you know, kind of thing, just to promote ourselves. Say, hey, we have this convention, and people are like, wait, what's what's an anime convention? And we're oh, like, yeah. Ken, uh, Ken, how long is a drive from Anchorage to Juno? Take a shot at it. Don't look at the map. Uh, Twelve hours. <laughs> Keep going. Mm. Well, we're, are we into the eighteen to twenty range? Nineteen hours and thirty minutes. Holy yep. Shit. And. Yeah, you shouldn't even drive there because it's mountains. It's literally like the other Seattle. You have to fly there. Yeah, it's the other Seattle. <laughs> That's what we call Juno, it. Juno, other Seattle. <laughs> they should hire you, Braxton. There you go. Well, here's, here's all the flags on Google. This route has tolls. This route includes a ferry. This right. route crosses <laughs> over through Canada. Okay, and I, I'm that. Right. I'm, go, I'm going through Google Street View of and- anchorage because i man I, this shows exactly how little prep i did i feel really bad there's no miles tunnel like when i went to no. when i went when i went to duluth or i went to uh minneapolis there's my, there's there's hamster tunnels going for every building there's nothing here oh, yeah man, it's, it's the street i will say there's just streets there are highways oh, and geez. you saying there's no tunnels i'm like yeah what's a tunnel <laughs> i don't know what that is <laughs> like, oh, there's a lot of just street that's it it's highway. That's it. No, nothing else. Now let's let's build a little perspective here. Uh, sure. Braxton, are you from Alaska originally? Were you born there? Yep, born and raised. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. It's pretty. We are, and like you said, we are a bubble, and we are definitely considered that bubble. Like everything you guys get or other states get, we get like five years later. So we're right, always okay. behind. We are super behind on everything. So we're just and like everything's more expensive. I mean, I, I used to work for Lowe's, and we yeah. used to talk about shipping. Because we didn't have a facility in 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 Alaska, we shipped everything to Canada. We had Los Canada do all the fulfillment. Yeah. So I mean, that's just crazy. Well, you know, Hawaii had the same thing. I mean, you're in the you're on an island. I mean, same same kind of mentality. Um, but wow, yeah, it are, is uh, it is very expensive to live here. So yes, are the rumors <laughs> true? Can I order Domino's pizza in Alaska with reindeer meat on it? Um, maybe <laughs> there are actually yeah, we do have different pizza places where you can have reindeer moose meat yeah mm-hmm. okay oh so speaking of so moose, good though huh oh so when i went to new zealand oh so long ago i was just fascinated that there was four sheep to every person in the in, in, in new zealand so what is what's the moose person ratio in alaska <laughs> oh the I, I don't know. I, I don't know that. I'm not a, a the moose race. Well, you're not. You're not a, <laughs> let, me, a moose let, me, let me put this into a more. Let me put this into a more casual conversation question. On a daily basis, living your life. Oh, how okay. often do you, do you run see into a moose? moose? Oh, okay, cool. I was like, you interact with ratio. <laughs> I don't know the ratios, but okay. So, how on a daily basis? I mean, you could see a moose. I mean, here in Anchorage alone, you could see a moose. Maybe a good maybe at least 10 times, maybe 20 times within a year. I mean, that's not, and I'm saying a year. Now the thing is it all depends on the season because 
once it's, you know, winter season, it jumps up dramatically. So like right now our season is winter for us, Mm -hmm. even though that started like, (laughs) I want to say like uh, the mid of October. Um, I've already seen about six moose already. So, I mean, okay. So it, it, it can, like I said, I know it's a little bit weird because it all just depends. Like, are you one of those people who stays at home or you don't? Because a lot of people sometimes in Alaska are like, no, I don't like skiing. No, I'm going to stay home. I don't care about that. <laughs> Which is normal. I, I live, I live, you know, right off of a beach. Right. And I know people in this town, they just, you know, it's right there. Nobody wants to go to the beach. I have a cousin who lived in a beach town for most of his life. And the only time he went to the beach is when my family visited him and it was right down the road from him. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could be right next to stuff and it has no bearing on, on what you care about. Uh, now, prior to the show, we were having small talk leading up to stuff <laughs> and we were talking about unusual things that happened at our own conventions. And you hinted right. at that there's something that has happened at SenshiCon in the past that involves a moose. So yes. now would be the time to tell the story because <laughs> our producer, Danielle, is listening with bated breath to hear what happened. Okay, so I forget which year it was. I, it was during the time we were in the uh, college at UAA. So we had, <laughs> I'll just tell how it is from my perspective of how this went okay. through. So pretty much I get something on the radio from security saying, hey Braxton, um, do you know where Robert uh, Axelard is? Oh, you had Rob, like, Robert Axelrod? Yeah, Axelrod. Great, yeah, great. we had him. Okay. Yeah, he's amazing. He's so ah, great guy. I love him to death. Really, I love him so much. But I will – so I got that on the radio saying, um, no, he should be on his break. They're like, oh, okay, because someone's been wondering. He, he's not at his table. And I was like, okay. The next thing happens where it's like, oh, I found Robert. He's actually outside taking a smoke break. I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, he smoked like a uh, like Braxton, a Braxton, um. <laughs> There's oh, a moose about ten feet away from Robert. What should we <laughs> do? I'm okay, like, so for everybody listening who doesn't know, we'll, we'll fill in one of the gaps of details right, here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the, uh, late Mr. Axelrod, um, later in his life, had a number of physical challenges uh, due to a car accident and other issues yeah. in his life. Yeah. So he was uh, kind kind of bent over, you know, not uh, not physically nimble in any any stretch of the imagination. So we're talking in an elderly man, not in the best physical shape, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, obviously ADA assistance in, 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 in a number of ways is outside smoking a cigarette in Alaska. And somebody on the radio says there's a moose. So, yep. so <laughs> I hear this, like, so Braxton, what should I do? There's a moose that's 10 feet away from him. And I'm just like, well, well should... now, as we learned with Danielle Braxton, oh. A lot of people don't grasp the concept of the true height of a moose. Okay. They know, so... they know, they know bullwinkle moose and that's about right. it. Yeah. All okay. right. So the average moose height, and this was actually, when I saw it, this moose was pretty much about six and a half feet tall, but that's how tall it is. But it had a bull, it had an actual rack. Oh, jeez. So it, it had a wide span that's probably about another six feet possibly and so it's a, it's a it's a male moose here so the thing is once i hear this i'm like what do you mean what do we do if robert is outside you should go get him but then he's like but i'm i'm a little scared of moose like i get that yeah. and i'm like all right fine and so i'm like upstairs and i'm like oh god oh god oh god i'm running downstairs going oh god oh god oh god i don't want to be that convention <laughs> and so i killed our guest with a moose right exactly so i'm looking and i still see him he's you know taking a smoke break and i see the moose just creeping and i'm just like open the door and i'm just like robert robert and he's like huh and i was like robert can how about we just come inside buddy and when he's turning looking at me he's like uh, and I'm just like running to him and I grab him and the moose is already trying to get us. And I go in the room and I'm just like, I just, I literally picked him up and ran into the room. <laughs> so I was just, and then when I run into the room, all the guests are all like, huh? Are you white? Are you guys okay? And I'm like, what are you? There's a moose encounter yeah. the third time. I, and, and they're like, why are you carrying Robert? And I'm like, 
oh, it's just a, you know, a cosplay skit, you know. We're very and, close. Yeah, we're, <laughs> and, and the thing is, I'm like, how did no one see this? Why? And I'm just like, and I'm, after that, Robert's just like, thank you that you know he's like thank you so much that was crazy i'm like yeah that was crazy, crazy. <laughs> like, only alaska <laughs> <laughs> so what? yeah i did did not want to be that con it's like you get the reports about some oh, guests geez. getting trampled by a moose so well, i think oh. that's what a lot of people don't realize is uh <laughs> they are aggressive we, we they, said yes I, I, I ran into him <laughs> in the grand canyon and and we were there right the, the, staying right there is is cold snow they're walking just through the parking lot. I literally, mm -hmm. you know, it sounds like a Disney, but I opened my window in the morning and there's one outside my window eating. Uh, and in the evening we're walking around and somebody had to stop us and go, sir, I, can we ask you to walk around the inside? We're like, why? I'm like, well, there's a, there's a moose right there and she seems to be in a bad mood. Uh, you, you don't want to walk that way. And, you know, I'm an asshole. I'm like, oh, whatever, it's moose. And I started <laughs> walking towards it and walking around. And I heard the and a stomp for a second. I'm like, and I'm going inside because um, they are they're aggressive and they are huge. Yeah, they they're are not tiny animals. Nope. So <laughs> that's that's congratulations. That's the weirdest yeah. convention story I've ever heard. Yeah, um, yeah. That's, that's up there. That's up there on convention stories. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've talked about uh, you guys are in a bubble. You have a small mm -hmm. isolated demographic. We've talked oh, about. Yeah surviving the the moose apocalypse um let's talk about your show theming wise you guys because of guys where, where you are are there elements of your your entertainment your theme your operation uh that are geared towards being in alaska uh that you would say are comparatively different to other shows yeah um i mean that's probably the only thing. I mean, most of our theme is anime, video games, and then just pop culture here and there. Um, and okay. we actually put a little pop culture in there with some of our other guests that we get. Um, but mostly it's definitely like, oh, we're an Alaskan, you know, convention. And mm -hmm. I mean, that does pull people in sometimes. I mean, I will say it's like uh, more or less like 7% from who aren't from Alaska. So, I mean, it's not much, but it's like, again, like I said before, it's like, yeah, that cost of just getting to us from the states or even the other countries like we do get some people from other countries up here that come to our shows and we're like just russia like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> i should have saw that one coming oh, oh my god <laughs> don't you look out the window and see russia right. come on <laughs> i mean technically those who live i'm gonna say another city in bethel you can <laughs> and you can actually like over the horizon you can it is true not in anchorage though but anyway moving on <laughs> just to indulge you on that but moving on though um it's dope that's our main themes mostly it's just okay. anime video games and a little hint of pop culture because it is hard with that little demographic like how do we get that many people but at the same time it's like it's all that grind of social media talking and then right. just mm -hmm going to all the cities around Alaska because honestly that's what was my main goal I'm like we cannot just have one city know us everybody else has to know us within this state if not then what are we going to try we can't get many other people from out of the states at all and a right. good portion of Anchorage itself we have a good portion of those who are the military like right a good okay yeah, portion yeah. Of the military is a big component of it as well so well I mean modern anime fandom was started by the CFO, the Cartoon Fantasy mm. Organization, which had huge chapters in Japan and in Italy. Um, and you'd see a lot of Yamato aired mm. in the Italian language in the late 70s and early 80s. And these guys are the ones that brought it back over. Well, and that's where modern anime fandom. So you still see a lot of that in there. Mm -hmm. But you're talking that Alaska is so much farther behind and right. you start seeing stuff. What I mean, are you guys getting your stuff via the interwebs? Are you, you know, how how are you how are you getting your anime fix? And what is hot um, in Alaska right now? Um, yeah, mostly it is interwebs, honestly, of getting all that fix of everything. I mean, even then, it's like we still we have our comic shops that you know do the mangas and everything else. We have our bookshops too, um, and really, it just comes down to how to engage with people, which is social media, really standpoint. That's where it really helped most of our stuff. I and mean, even then, it's like social mm -hmm. media and then flyers. As much as I myself have been a proponent of like. I hate doing flyers, but it actually helps for some of those cities that just don't have that kind of technology. Because I will say for us to be online here, 
a lot of people don't have that good bandwidth at all in okay, certain other cities. That. Yeah. And that's the other yeah. hurdle of a lot of things. Like, honestly, like our internet is not the greatest. So it's kind of like, eh, eh, we'll try and do our best. But at the same time, you do what you can. So, <laughs> well, yeah. the, you know, we're talking about two things that you brought up here. Uh, one, I've been corrected, by the way, my, my, my wife is texting me. Um, that I did not deal with moose. I dealt with elk. So yeah, I was like going, Ooh. I'm like oh, moose okay. of the great game. But I was going to correct you on that one. Oh. No, no <laughs> well. it's okay. Shannon, Shannon, Shannon was nice enough to text me because she's listening. Uh, the other thing is you say about 7% come from outside mm-hmm. your state. So that's actually still an interesting number. That's like 300 people are traveling to your con. And that's actually a pretty good number considering how distant you are. Um, right. At that 7%, I mean, is there a single location six out the most like to get a lot of people from cali uh, you know or is it all russia oh, not russia <laughs> no <laughs> so i will say at least with Comrades, <laughs> anime convention. <laughs> well <laughs> i will say in 2017 when we were first at the uh the nina center which is the biggest convention center for us right. um okay, we yeah. actually had we had a couple or actually excuse me um this it was a grandmother actually i guess um that came up from germany they wanted to see these specific cosplayers just to see them and and this was after the show and i saw it i'm like wait you're from germany you came all the way up to i mean that's awesome that's great that's really cool um and then that was like that one case but most of it it's like the other vendors from like you know, um, from Cali mostly, some from Washington, mostly the Northwest. Most of them that come up are from the Northwest. I mean, lately there has been a lot of other artists who've been seeing the traction of us okay. from like Virginia and Connecticut and so forth. Like it's it's spreading, but it's like one of those like, wow, how did you hear about us? We're grateful. We're great. I mean, honestly, I'm just like, yeah, please come up to Alaska. But then they always go, yeah, how do you drop that? fee of your airfare i'm like i can't do yeah, that, like control that. <laughs> exactly but yeah mostly within the northwest is a good portion of those okay. that come up mm-hmm. well, wait, let's go back to the, the topic of programming here for a second are there yeah. any events um that are you feel unique to SenshiCon that are different from other events or what is your most popular what we say are your most popular <laughs> events at SenshiCon? um our most popular events is definitely our um cosplay contest um but mm-hmm. also like we did something different uh we do we do the cosplay um what is it called oh cosplay chess but 2019 we did something completely different where we just knew that we weren't going to have a lot of people participating we called it cosplay duel um where literally if you think of how Yu-Gi-Oh and all them where you don't have you pretty much if you're playing cards from magic the gathering or Yu-Gi-Oh or pokemon all that stuff where you have the same amount of people, or excuse me, Mm -hmm. you have less amount of people from the cosplay chess, and then they just duel it out. And it's all all improv the whole time. And that was a huge show. We weren't thinking that was going to hit very well because people were like, well, why aren't you doing cosplay chess? And we're like, well, you know, we didn't have the attendance that we wanted to participate on this. So we're going to change it up to make it more into a different style of anime. And people liked it like that. And that was actually a huge hit. Um, We actually had some things where our guests actually do more video game tournaments with our guests too, which Hmm. is kind of nice because it's like, you know what, just because we have the gamers, let's not forget about the gamers. Let's actually get the guests along with them so that they feel just as appreciated instead of like, oh, it's all just for anime. Oh, it's just for the, you know, that sort of thing for cosplayers. We want the guests to look at every little entity we can be a part of and those who are attending to be a part of all the different stuff because yeah some gamers are just like i'd rather just be in a gaming room i don't care about all the other stuff and we understand that but we're like you know what let's engage them with other things and they'll be like oh man i didn't know that this person played super smash brothers let me go check out their panel later so it's just trying to mesh it all together somehow with the guests too which Mm -hmm. is really nice so I'm looking over the 3D floor plan of the convention center. Oh, yeah. oh man, I, that, that's a nice, that's a nice setup. That's nice. And you got a lot of square footage that's com- confined into, into one area. It reminds me a lot of how Anaheim is set up. Um, um, is, is that the Denina you're looking at? Yeah, oh, the Denina. Yeah. 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 Denina has a nice setup. 
to where I honestly, it, we were only there for two years so far. I want to get yeah. back there again for sure because it's like you can do what needs to be done. There, right. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. unfortunately, there are a lot of things where I look at the architect how it was built. I'm like, ah, you should have done this. But again, well, it's very it nouveau. Is, right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I really like that convention center a lot because before then we were in the Egan, which only had two floors. But this one's right. like, okay, three floors, even better. And people love that place a lot. I mean, it is the biggest, but uh, yeah, it, it's a nice convention center. What so since you guys have started mm -hmm. um, for your physical events, you know, not counting right. the virtual, right. who would you say is the biggest guest you guys have had at CenturyCon in Alaska? Oh man, it got you the biggest response when you brought them. It's I want to say it's a it's almost more of a tie on this one because it okay. was literally when we just I want to say it was definitely two thousand. I could be getting the dates off of either 2015 or 2016. We had both uh, Zach Callison when he was still doing Steven Universe and mm -hmm. then also Jessica Negri. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, when she it's brings so a crowd. Yeah, she does. And I will just say this admittedly, like when people were texting me, because she was, Jessica was just saying, hey, I would like to go to some conventions. You know how some cosplayers or whoever is just like, I want to go to these conventions. Out of nowhere, people just started painting my name in with SinchiCon, like Braxton, you need to look at this. Braxton, you need to look at this. And I'm just like, um, okay. oh, I know, I know Jessica. Cool, great, yeah, awesome. And this was the time when we were actually bringing up cosplayers. This will be the second year because the first time we brought up a cosplayer, it was Panon, which I mm -hmm. love and adore, like amazing. And then the next year, I'm like, okay, how are we supposed to get another cosplayer? And it was really a it wasn't more of a toss-up, but she, Jessica, actually emailed me and said, hey, I would like to come up to SenshiCon. And then I had to be like, oh, boy, this is huge. This isn't one of those, oh, sure, just some other cosplayers. Like, she was making her platform as it was. And then mm -hmm. at the same time, for me personally, I'm like, all she's right, let me, yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, exactly. She brings, like, the attendance. And I'm just like, let me go talk to my wife before this. I'm not, I didn't say that, but in person, I'm like, hold on. <laughs> I need to talk to my wife first and foremost. And then I talked to her and she's like, yeah, sure. If it brings in the people, sure. And I'm like, oh, well, that's okay. Because <laughs> I was just like, uh, I, I typically try not to at least meet the guests. I do occasionally. But the thing is, when that all happened, when we had Jessica, we, I will say with Jessica, Zach, and we had J. Michael Tatum there too. This was at the Egan Center, and this is where the first time in forever for us where we thought we had a good time frame for our guest signings. Oh, geez. No. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it literally, we were, we were not prepared how to even do autograph signings until that happened because we were just like, oh, yeah, one single line for everyone. That's how we used to do it. Oh, and then, <laughs> yeah, so if you can think of how you have those three, one single line, it took about three hours or so just to get through all of that and it definitely killed some of our shows and we're just like oh my god I mean, what's I, going on yeah, 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 you know <laughs> though brax i mean we ran conventions for 10 years and it was our uh when we were or i did jacob for 10 years it wasn't until the second fae where i had to sit down with a stopwatch with tom going and doing the industrial engineer going <laughs> current yeah. cycle because we're both i did 13 years at disney tom did well, well, close to what over 10 at Universal. About 10 at Universal, yeah. So we we know cycle times. I'm like, Tom, mm -hmm. I've counted the number of people, I've got cycle time. We're already gonna run about an hour and 10 minutes over the, the time with everybody that's in line at this very moment. Oh, so man. either the cycle yeah. needs to increase, right? Or <laughs> we need to extend this time and cut the line. And, um, and it's tough when you're in that because you don't want to be the right. jerk that's walking up to a celebrity going, Hey, I know you're trying to talk to people. <laughs> Let just speed it up. Yeah. Oh, it's like okay, cut the hugs. Oh know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were supposed to do some improv show at the time with one of the staff, and they were just like, "Braxton, what are you doing? What what's going on? What are we supposed to do?" And I'm just like, "I don't know," because the line was out the door of the convention, and we're just like, I was just more like surprised and happy, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, I know people are kind of upset, but at the same time, all the attendance was literally 
for that. And I'm right. like, oh yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I can't, I can't do nothing about this. So anywho, yeah, that was where we learned a lot and cried a lot internally. <laughs> so that's what gave us the biggest pull. Cause we were just like, oh, we reached this number because of these people. How? But yeah. How? <laughs> but it's also, you know, everybody has their lessons. We had a question in the chat. Do you oh, guys yeah. think the pandemic would be an opportunity to virtually promote your conventions or is there more to it just that? So it's a good question. I mean, and you're, you're a great op you know, example here of you're kind of in an isolated area. Right. Has the pandemic, and, and you've already brought up the social media thing, has the pandemic kind of created a window for you of pushing your brand further beyond your state, you think? Or has it just been neutral? Um, at this moment, we have talked about doing like podcasts and other things during this pandemic, because honestly, to get ourselves out there, I, I have told my team, like, guys, we need to keep doing things more virtually or online so that people understand us so that they understand like, oh, this convention actually does happen in Alaska. So yes, that's something we have been planning. And actually, we're going to be doing something called like cosplay myths, I think, with us, and then some other things like video gaming on just for the community to get engaged with us just to be like, hey, yeah, here's this convention. This is what we do and probably play some videos from there from the past too. But definitely that is something that we're definitely planning on doing and actually making that a regular thing, especially the fact like, you know what, maybe we should actually record this and show this to people like, yeah, Alaska does stuff, <laughs> you know? Mm, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and honestly, again, like, uh, that's the thing that like, people just don't think like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to vacation for Alaska because they have moose. <laughs> now we know you have you know, snow and moose. Right, snow and moose. Yeah. The only time I ever talk about going to Alaska, Braxton, is an Alaskan cruise. That's the only right. time I've thought about going to Alaska. Exactly. And the cruise and the tourism is phenomenal here. And unfortunately, like I said before, it is the older demographic that comes up here at all, because it's not like we're going to have, I don't know, we're not going to have Travis Scott up here every month, you know, or some other random, you know, YouTuber just saying, hey, I'm going to be in Alaska, guys, let's go hang out. When it's like, we don't have that young demographic, like, attraction at all here in this state unfortunately there's not much which is why most people leave unfortunately well yeah and you know? so what what drives i mean over alaska and we talked before the before the call you know you've got the pipeline stipend you know there's there's certain things that are interesting about alaska in itself um, yeah. <laughs> you've got some interesting laws uh, that that drive to a more frontier approach um so, I mean, what drives people to Alaska? I mean, is it is it big oil? Is that what drives people to Alaska? Or is there other industries that we're just missing out on at this point? I mean, honestly, if I pinpoint what it was before the pandemic, it was probably like more job security, if anything else. Um, because, no, that's a good point. I mean, at, yeah, because who wants to come up during the wintertime and work on a pipeline or in, you know, on that stuff, you know, when it's super cold. Yeah, hey, I've watched Ice um, Truckers. Oh, yeah. On. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, honestly, to drive people over here, I, I it's really the nature that we have more that offsets a lot of people uh, from other states. I mean, because honestly, you can still see glaciers. You can still see it. It's getting smaller, unfortunately, but we have the glaciers. We have the nature. We have things that are so preserved that the government's like, no, you are not touching this because this is what drives people to actually see the mountains and other things like right. the hikes are amazing. Like we have awesome, awesome things that can happen when it comes to the nature portion. Um, mm -hmm. Cause honestly with our guests, we show people like, Oh yeah, let's go, let's go on to this uh, uh, glacier or even look at the Northern lights in certain areas. Like the Northern lights are stupid, beautiful. And I'm just going to say that outright. I'm just, it is stupid, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Something that you well, just don't see. It, 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 if you look at like a great idea that we talked about, we we're talking to the Hawaii, uh, Hawaiian convention, Hawaii con was that they would actually find a way to leverage it financially for what they have. So for example, like bring a guest up and go, Hey, this guest wants to go see or walk on a glacier. Cool. There's a tour that does that. We're going to partner with that tour, get them to cut us a break by having celeb yeah, go see a glacier and group. then sell tickets to the fans at the convention as a premium event of limited seating go walk the convention with the voice of your favorite or go walk a glacier with the voice of your favorite anime and then they would actually make money doing that to help offset the cost of the convention so 
you know, again, we're learning yeah. something. That's why we love doing the show is we're talking to all these different shows with all these different, uh, you know, situations. And you, you, I don't think we got, it was kind of a joke of, Hey, let's book Alaska after Hawaii because as different <laughs> as you get, but honestly, right. it sounds as, as different, you know, as you guys seem, you guys mm -hmm. have a huge amount, a, a large number of parallel challenges and it might be worth looking into, you know, some things like that. Yeah, Just definitely. Um, I know what, yeah, with you guys, when you talked with Hawaii Con about that, I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, why not just use some of those things? And actually, that was something I've been trying to think and do is like, okay, how can we have, let's say, a train with the guests would be really cool to look at the oh, nature yeah. and all that stuff. And the thing is, it never really flourished because they're like, well, it costs this much and all that. And I'm like, well, hey, it would help us all together on this. So it's something I definitely want to definitely pursue because that's one thing at least a lot of the young folk are demographic they're like ah, i don't want to go see nature i've seen a moose plenty of times outside my window blah 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 i'm not going to do that that's stuff that my parents do that's stuff that my grandparents do i don't care but then it's like well guess what if we had a guest you know you would go yeah <laughs> it's so, like you know we'll go why go to disney for the hundredth time in orlando right. you can go to disney with your favorite voice actor that's a whole separate adventure, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's genius. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah, but definitely something we can definitely look into. But right now, of course, all the stuff, the stuff. Now, <laughs> yeah. The, now, uh, leading into uh, that, are you guys, you know, ready to step back into physical events next year? What's the plan for 2021? Yeah, I've been honestly mulling over that ever since we got done with the virtual event, <laughs> because right now we are trying to plan another virtual con at this point, because at the moment, our convention centers hasn't been given any headway of what they can and cannot do still, um, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but you guys are September, right? We are in September, exactly. So the thing is, I have we have figured out a somewhat plan what we're going to do for September, if anything happens, because we will have to go smaller, unfortunately. It's not one of those, oh, we're going to go super big just right now. Mm -hmm. Because it's like if you have to go and do the social distancing, then that's one thing that we'll have to figure out. I mean, yeah, in September, who knows what it's going to look like. But right. we, we are making contingency plans for live and online, no matter which way we are going to go. And actually, that's what we were doing while the pandemic was happening. We're just like, okay, how do we fix this? How do we fix this? okay, we're just going live. We're not going to rack our brains anymore. So, yeah. um, but since we've done online, now we're like, okay, we know somewhat of what we want to do and we're going to keep right. doing online to that keep our sense. brand at least relevant to everyone else to make sure that they know that we're still going to keep going with something that you can guys can be a part of. But um, yeah. I wish I could give you a definite answer, but really that is my answer. It's like, you oh, know. Oh, no, it's so <laughs> far out. I mean, it, it, yeah. we're, we're currently having these conversations in the midst of, information changing you know mm -hmm. daily again you know we, right. within the past week we've had the potential for two possible vaccines which will still take right. months to roll out so nobody can predict at this point all we can do is hedge our bets and, and you kind of mm -hmm. described what which what has become kind of the standard now uh, in, in the industry which is hey i'm going to plan here's my physical event i want to plan for mm -hmm. and i'm used to my normal physical event now there's version two let me plan for my physical event, but with a lot of social distancing contingencies in place. And now let me do version three, which is <laughs> I can't do any of that crap. How do I leverage those pieces into online? And, and I've mentioned on the previous shows, uh, you know, one of our contracts we've actually signed for appearing next year actually is built onto you're doing X number of uh, X number of hours of programming, which is how Wasabi right. Enemy gets hired. We bill hourly for mm -hmm. generating and running hours of programming at a show. Then <laughs> what they requested uh, we put in the contract and we did is if we're doing, and I'm using an example number, 10 hours of content, five of those hours have to be pivotable to be a online presentation versus an in-person presentation. So, you know, right. uh, if yeah. I'm doing a celebrity Q and A and we're paying a celebrity, I can turn that into a virtual by doing it, you know, as a stream or as a pre-recorded, right. but it's also something that's being built to be a physical thing. So, we are we're kind of in the world right now of of three different uh three different types of shows and i don't think any of us know that they are but either way if it was a physical show do you guys have dates for next year yet or anything like that or 
Um, no, we don't have dates yet because they're just kind of still on the whims of what the municipality. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's that's they're, part that's, of the, the that's challenge. Kinda, yeah. yeah, that's the major challenge. They said that if it was, if we had a for sure solid dates, it would be September twenty fourth to twenty sixth, and usually okay. it's the last weekend of September. Okay. Um, and what's funny, I'll just point this out here. We're usually always, if not one or two times within a year, always with um, the other anime convention in Georgia. Um, I forgot the name of it. Um, it's something, but it always happens somehow where we're at the same dates. So, anywho. Okay. <laughs> well, it, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that is our show for this week. We got to go from Hawaii all the way to Alaska. Braxton, thank you for coming on. Uh, everybody you. watching, we have that little ticker at the bottom. Please check them out on social media um, because there'll be, uh, as he said, possibly another virtual event coming soon. Uh, either way, uh, hopefully uh, we'll pay close attention to that because Lord knows I think the best panel ever would be the live streamed SenshiCon panel with a moose. Um, <laughs> and that is our show. I'm expecting the ballad of Robert and the Moose. Robert and yes. the Moose. Yes. yes. <laughs> but thank you, everybody, for watching. And we're going to cut to credits. And good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Convention Nerds. The Convention Nerds logo was designed by artist Caitlin Jane. Convention Nerds is a presentation of Wasabi Anime. This recording is copyright 2020 Green Mustard Entertainment Inc. To learn more about the show, visit greenmustard.com forward slash convention nerds.